0: Still full of running and his cuts it It's Welcome to another episode of the LAPMEK Arena podcast. This one is a World Cup special. In connection with Tactic FC on Twitter, we discuss the Argentina national team and their chances in the World Cup in Russia. Um, today, your host is Catalyst Shankar. And I have three guests with me. Shivan John, Sarvesh CK, and The Metaphor Guy. So all three, you can find them on Twitter. All right. So, guys, um, can you give a brief introduction uh, about yourself for all our listeners there? Well,
1: shall I go first
0: then? Okay, go ahead.
1: All right. okay. Uh, thank you, everybody, and uh, it's great to be a part of this uh, podcast show. Uh, my name is Stephen John, and I'm from Malaysia. Uh, I've been a huge supporter of Argentina since 1986. And I also support Harrisville Town Football Club. Uh, I'm also a writer for Mundo Aldi Celeste. Uh, I also do uh, write football related stuff for other football websites. So.
0: Great. That's good to know, uh, Shivan. That's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, who would like to go next?
2: I, uh, can I go next? Yep. Go. Of course. All right. Hi, my name is Sarvish. I'm uh, from India. Uh, big supporter of uh, Arsenal. Used to be a supporter of Netherlands. I mean, still I am a supporter of Netherlands, but it's been a uh, pretty unfortunate couple of years now. So I was thinking this World Cup I might support France instead. Um, yeah, that's about it, I guess.
0: Okay, then why Argentina podcast, Salvation?
2: Why Argentina <laughs> podcast? Because Argentina <laughs> has always been a very, very interesting uh, team.
0: Okay. Which uh, has... And that's, that's on okay, go go ahead
2: yeah it's uh, it's on and off successful i mean they have some huge names uh, they've always had some huge names in the squad and uh, they have they have been successful but not in a in a trophy successful uh way mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. okay the third and final guest on the show tonight guy okay go ahead and introduce yourself guy
3: Hello guys. Okay, so this is not my first time on the show, so you're already familiar with me. Uh, right now, I'm sitting with a heartbreak uh, of losing the Champions League finally yesterday You already know that I'm a Liverpool fan, so uh, it was quite, <laughs> it was quite a heartbreak. So, so we, so that's all. That's all. I hope you got you guys yeah. are finding well.
0: out how to now.
3: <laughs> yep, yep,
0: yep. Very difficult to express now. <laughs> i can understand you yeah. had the same feeling in 2006 when arsenal lost to Barcelona.
2: yep yep, yep.
0: <laughs> okay so guys all set to go everybody ready let's do this okay first of all this is to everybody because we start off with the squad argentina national squad for the world cup uh, i hope all of you have seen the that was announced by um Zampaoli. there are a few omissions which i think was not comprehensible but the overall the sport does look good so what do you guys think of argentina's squad for the 2018 world cup shivan you want to go fast in this
1: yeah sure okay um Overall I would say it's a good squad, uh, of course it there's, uh, there's always still further improvement that can be done. But I think this squad has potential and uh, much depends on, in my opinion, is how Sampaoli is going to get them to play as a cohesive unit. because As we have seen uh, throughout these World Cup qualifiers, including the, the recent friendlies, uh, there is a tendency that the national team still de- uh, overly depends on Messi to create something or to actually even score when it really matters. So if Sampoli can overcome those challenges, get them to play as a team, and if there's a, a, a tremendous understanding between all players on the field, then I think you know, the sky's the limit for Argentina in this World Cup. But as as you've mentioned, you know, there are some planning names that have been missing in this team. So uh, we probably might want to get into that just a bit later.
0: Yes, sure. Okay, Sarvesh, you want to go next? What, is, what are your thoughts on the squad, overall squad? We'll get into the,
2: the squad depth. does look but strong, but I'm, not, I'm not giving them too many chances. But, yeah, it does look pretty strong. Um, yeah, obviously, it was surprising that they uh, left out uh, Mauro. And that was that came mm-hmm. as a bit of a surprise to me. Um, yep. That apart, I think, yeah, the squad it does look... I mean, there are some very surprising inclusions as well. Some people who haven't got too much playtime at the club level. But uh, yeah, uh, it 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 does look good. And as he said, yeah, it comes down to how well they can play as team and not as individuals.
0: Okay, Metaphor for guy, um, your thoughts? Yeah, just I, the overall thoughts. Okay.
3: Yes, uh, I think the team is good enough to challenge for the World Cup. Uh, if if you look at the areas, I think. Uh,
0: Did the, you say you you don't think or you? You do think that they're I, good enough?
3: I do think they're good enough to challenge for the World okay. Cup. World Cup, but if you look at the areas, I think uh, the defense has to be the weakest, uh, the weakling for Argentina. So, and like Savish said, uh, Icardi being left out, uh, that 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 is a surprise. So, apart from that, I think the squad is good enough to do well.
0: Okay, all right, so the the group stage that Argentina has to go through. Let me just have a look at the group. Okay, here we go. We have Argentina, <coughs> Croatia, Iceland, and Nigeria. So if you guys remember, Nigeria um, actually beat Argentina after the, in one of those friendlies, remember? It was, a was it three nil, was it three nil? Sorry, you might be. Uh, Four two for Nigeria. Four two, yes, four two. Three one was the other one, yes. Three one was the qualifiers, last game. Yeah, qualifiers.
3: Yeah. yep, yep, yep.
0: So they have to play Argentina, have to play Nigeria again. So, what is your thoughts on that group, there, Argentina's group and their chances to go through?
2: I think the Argentina, four two was Russia. more of a, the four two wasn't a full strength squad. We had, uh, I think they had Marchesin in the uh, uh, as the goalkeeper. As opposed to, I think now they'll have Willie Caballero. Uh, I guess Romero is rolled, rolled out because of injury. But yeah, yeah I, we'll get to that as four, well. Huh?
0: We'll get to that as well.
2: That part. Yeah, as well. but the four-two part of it is not really representative of how strong the squad is. For me, the uh, the thing is that overall throughout the qualifiers for the World Cup, they haven't been uh, at their strongest. They only barely managed to get in. So that way, I don't think I'll give them too many chances at the World Cup as well
0: okay so what about that group stage we when we look at the group we have argentina croatia iceland and nigeria so um you think argentina can go through that group see it pretty comfortably or do you think that they might struggle a bit to get to the next stage of the tournament
1: well uh if i may say this uh, you know there's one thing about argentina when it comes to the world cup uh, we have a tendency of you know kick starting on the wrong foot you can remember in 1982 we lost to belgium in yes. 1990, we lost to uh, cameroon uh, so yes you know these things can happen and uh, i mean getting a lot of uh, feedback from icelandic supporters you know uh, people who are experts mm. on icelandic football you know they are pretty confident about taking argentina on match day 1 uh, I, I'm not surprised there because of this history that we have at the same time as mentioned you know we've been we have not been at our very best over these last few years and as compared mm-hmm. to Iceland you know they have improved leaps and bounds so on a confident level I would say you know Iceland have that little bit of edge maybe in terms of the mm-hmm. quality of the personnel on both teams this is where Argentina have a diff- has an edge over Iceland so it's it's going to be an interesting game, in my opinion. Uh, I wouldn't yes. surprise you. You know, it could be one of the biggest upsets in the World Cup. But I do think that Argentina can can beat Cameroon by an odd goal, maybe a one 0 or two one uh, victory.
0: Croatia, you mean? Croatia.
1: Um, I'm talking about
0: Iceland. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you 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 going for one 0 in that first game? So just. Yes. You're just saying that Argentina takes a bit of time to get the game going on, and then since it's the first game, it might be a one-nil. in right, okay. What do you you guys think, Sarvesh and uh, um, the metaphor guy?
3: Um, to be honest, I think the group is uh the group the group is the most uh, I think the group is a very good uh, very good one because Croatia has a very good squad. Iceland too they are one of the most surprising teams in the world in world football right now and to talk about to to talk about Nigeria I think they also high on confidence like uh, like you guys mentioned a few moments back yeah they, they beat Argentina in a friendly so even friendlies are a big thing nowadays because that boosts the confidence of the individuals in the team so talking about Croatia they have they have star names as well uh, luka modric even rakitic perisic uh, lauren uh, Vasalko and you you have some big names there who play for the top clubs in europe so does mm. uh, so does argentina so and talking about iceland you saw their performance in the euro as well so they've been very surprising and they've been a very good team and to be honest the support they get from their fans is Tremendous as well, so they'll be looking to get into the knockouts as well. So this is a very uh, tightly packed group, and it's going to be surprising to see uh, who, which two teams come out on top. So for me, it's a it's a, it's a very hard group to be in. Observation mm-hmm. in that yeah.
2: group, I think Nigeria will not go through. They are, I mean, they have a strong attack, but. That apart, I don't give too many chances to them. I think Argentina will have serious competition from uh, Croatia because of uh, just the squad strength. And uh, Iceland as well because, uh, of course, like uh, uh, the metaphor guy said, (laughs) uh, (laughs) they can pull off a few upsets. But also, they they should be more comfortable playing in the conditions in uh, Russia as opposed to Argentina. So, I think those two will be like a big... Uh, factor. I don't think Argentina can comfortably qualify. I think they will have to slog it out if they want to qualify. Yes,
0: mm. so that's actually one of the good points that you said um, about the conditions in Russia. Um, Shivan, let me ask you because you've been following Argentina the most, I guess, out of this group. So, um, do you think that the conditions in Russia could suit Iceland and now uh, that might affect Argentina because they're totally indeed. The, Different part of the world, and then all the conditions are different, right? Will that be a deciding factor in these initial stages? Do you think so?
1: Well, uh, I do have to agree you know, when it comes to these uh, conditions. You know, Icelandic are uh, more well prepared. I think it's something they are very much used to as compared to you know, Argentine footballers. Except for the odd ones who are the few few of them who are playing their club football in Russia. Uh, So, Mm. yeah, I would say it may may have an effect on Argentina's performance. But I think overall, in terms of the the depth of the squad comparing between both teams, I would say, you know, if Sao gets it right, and then Argentina will have a, a slight edge against Iceland.
0: Okay, yeah, great, great, great. Okay, so. Now that we got the sport out of the way um where do you think uh you guys where do you guys think that argentina will uh, um how or i can put it this way uh, how far do you think that argentina will progress in this competition based on the group and then maybe towards the end yeah you have to look at the group first and then look at how it goes after that how far do you think they will go
1: uh well, you know, as, as mentioned, you know, it's a very interesting group, probably one of the toughest groups at the World Cup. And uh, mm. considering, you know, Argentina's performed lately, you know, it can go between anywhere between getting knocked out of the group stage and even winning the World Cup, somewhere in between. But uh, the mm. furthest I can think of is perhaps the quarterfinal, because uh, if they get things right at the group stage, there's a possible chance, if I'm not mistaken, Spain is waiting for them in sustain the quarterfinal. So, uh, that's going to be uh, a huge task to us from this group of players when it comes to think of the kind of quality that Spain has, you know, in terms of the technicalities and all that. So, uh, yeah. the most I can think of that's is the quarterfinal, if- but if they can overcome that, you know, and there's no telling, you know, how far they could go.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you 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 said uh, the minimum they can reach is uh, the quarterfinals. Did I hear it right? Yes. Or you said the furthest they can go is.
1: I think the, I think the, the most I can expect from them is a quarter-final. Beyond that, it's.
0: Okay. Depending on a miracle. <laughs> okay. Mm, fair enough. Honest opinion there.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. What about I, you guys? Do uh, you guys actually think Argentina yeah. can go? Past the final
2: uh, I think I'd put them a bit before quarterfinals I think they should they would go till the pre quarters if they really really struggle but beyond that it gets really difficult because if you look at all the other teams that might qualify from the other groups uh, I would put them at a higher uh, place than Argentina this year mm, 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 mm. Okay. I mean I, I hope they do get to least sabbies but uh, expectation wise I don't expect uh, as much of them.
0: Okay, sure enough, because it's just my opinion. I, I actually generally do feel that uh, they might make something and probably reach through to the sense I don't I say that, that they might win it, but...
2: Involved, uh you know, everyone would want to, uh, you know, play the cup. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. uh, I think this might just be uh, Lionel Messi's last World Cup.
0: Yeah, could be. Could well probably yeah, like,
2: be. Last that will motivate yeah. the entire team to just push. And I mean, he's arguably one of the greatest players of all time. Every time there is a debate about the greatest player of all time, his name uh, definitely does come up. So I think for that, uh, they might want to, the entire squad might want to push for a cup for him. Yeah. yeah I that, think uh, we're missing
1: the, I think, uh, I mean, sorry to interrupt actually. Yeah, I think we maybe be missing the human factor here. Because as you mentioned, you know, this is Messi's last World Cup. And mm-hmm. for some of the squad players, you know, disappointment that they've gone through losing uh, three consecutive major finals in a row.
0: Yes, big, know, it's, big thing.
1: It's a, yeah, yes. it's, a, it's a huge, mentally, it's a, it can be a huge a effect huge on the impact. players like Maria, Aguero, Vigo especially, you know, for his, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, I don't want to mention about it, but for three major finals. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> This is the part where I think São Paulo will have a big challenge in trying to unlock that, that mental disturbance that his players have after losing those three games. If he gets to do that, then I think, you know, maybe, the, yeah, like what you said, you know, maybe this is the, the last chance for them to achieve something with their national team. And maybe they want to go push it as much as they can push. But, like I said, when you lose three consecutive finals in a row, yeah it is. It can be it can be very painful on the mental aspect
0: of the yeah. players. Yeah, even I feel the same because uh, three finals in a row and then that has to be there in the back of the mind.
2: Especially the yeah.
0: last. Even if the players
2: yeah. are uh, up for it. Sorry? I, I think especially the last World Cup final would have hurt the most because they went all the way till extra time and to lose by a margin of just one goal. Yeah, yeah but that was a hard yeah, break.
0: Even after that, all the, the two losses to Chile Mm-hmm. In, uh, in Copa America, so oh, yes, yes, that, and Messi missing that penalty, so it has to be there in the back of mind. Uh, yeah. I really do feel that uh, that test that might, come in play, at yep. one stage or the other. Yeah, yeah. But I think if if they go past the um, early stages, they might, you know, slowly recover from that. Maybe they might feel the tension if they do reach the final. What do you say, Steven? If they, feel, if they reach the final, they might uh, get that same feeling which you just said. Three finals, they lost the three finals, pressure in, all the stuff.
1: Well, if there's one thing I can uh, relate to this Argentina team is to the Brazil side of 2002 World Cup. Uh, mm-hmm. Since losing to France in the France 19 World Cup in 1998, I think those four years in between, they went through this in uh, a very dark chapter in Brazilian football. I remember they struggled mm. the World Cup qualifiers you know just like Argentina they had to wait until the last day to finally book a ticket to the World Cup uh, Like mm. I can remember they had some horrendous result losing to first time in the qualifier against teams like Ecuador um, I think there was a Copa America upset against Honduras so yes. yeah and I, I look at back in a similar way because you know right after the World Cup nobody actually gave them a chance in fact many people weren't too confident that Brazil will do it in Japan and South Korea. Uh, you know, Argentina was and was among the huge favorites in that World Cup. Um I would yeah. yeah so I think maybe maybe it could be Argentina's turn. You know maybe sometimes you know uh, redemption is something that these players would want to achieve in this World Cup. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, good. That, that's that's fair enough, yeah. And <clears throat> What about San Paolo? He just uh, he did very well with uh, Chile as well as um, Sevilla in the initial stages. But with Argentina, he just played ten games um, as a manager. So has he had the time to get all the players and get the right mix of the players that he wants Uh. uh, to adapt to that his style of play?
3: uh to Has he had the time
0: because <coughs> he's just managed 10 games with yeah. them Yep,
3: yeah. but uh, to be to be honest in international football uh, you don't get much time to work with a particular squad unless you've been there for pretty long unless you're there for pretty long but uh, so it's a, everything is an experiment so when you when you pick squads you have to pick what pick the pick the squads wisely because else it might just backfire so i don't think you could take the time factor as in excuse because he has a fairly I good
0: I'm not say asking as an excuse, I'm saying because uh, uh was was it the right time for Argentina to um, have a change in their manager keeping the World Cup in mind? Or should have or should they have gone with uh, what they had before and maybe Oh uh, well
2: it. you know if there's one but yeah.
0: well, if,
1: well, if there's one uh advantage I think that some had with Chile was that uh, he had a generation of football players that came together from you know, I think from a very young age at club level. I'm not pretty sure which club they were, but they were together at a club. And at the same time because he had the similar philosophy of football with Marcelo Bielsa. So there was a mm, sort of yeah. like a you know, a very comfortable process that started with Bielsa when he took over the national team and handed over to Champauli, which enabled him to, you know, implement those ideas Perfectly, because these group of players mm. they went through a, a, a very similar process. Compared to Argentina, yeah. you know, we haven't been doing pretty good well at youth football level for, for a very long time. It was a time when, yes, yes. you know, when you talk about the under 20 World Cup, Argentina was the envy of the footballing world. Yes.
3: Yes. Talent, Everybody to wants talent. to be there. Yep, yep.
1: Yeah, so, but, but since 2007, after they last won that youth World Cup with Aguero, uh, things yes. have got stalled. You know, the development has taken a dip, you know, and it's gone down. You know the quality of football players these days hasn't really been, uh, you know, at the same stature or class as those that came before them. And at the same yeah. time, um, you know, the problem within the football association of not having a long-term project. If you think about it, since 2006 until now, Germany has only had one guy, which is Joachim Liu. Argentina has went through. I don't know. There was. Um, uh, Coco Basile, then there was Maradona, there was uh, Batista, yeah. Alejandro Sambella, yeah. and yeah. then Martino, <clears throat> Pauso, and now San So, you know, it hasn't been a very smooth process. You know, I, I think this is uh, another huge problem. That's why San wasn't able to get these ideas uh, implemented uh, perfectly with the national team.
0: Yeah, I personally like San I just hope that he does well with the team and they do well in the competition as a whole you guys want to add anything to that, salvation so uh, uh um, metaphor guy? Um, anything that strikes you?
3: Um, to be honest, San I, I uh, style, Argentina. uh, I think the Sampaoli <laughs> style fits Argentina very well as well because basically his style is, uh, playing a lot in the midfield and uh, getting those basics, basics right because pa- the passing game, like, like Steven mentioned, yep, yeah, he has that, uh, uh, Bale's style of play, so that that's high risk
0: style of play. Yeah, high yeah. risk,
3: high risk style of play. So, the 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 hardest job is for the defenders in his system. So, you saw Sevilla struggling with that uh, in the initial stages of his reign, but uh, as mm-hmm. but but as time progressed, they came to become better and better. they, be, they became better and better with time. So, I just think it's. Uh, it's it i think it, it's just a matter of time before argentina comes together as a team gels together as a team to be honest so once they get in get in that stage i think it's going to be very hard to stop them and and mm. and, and you have leo messi out of all so you, you have an unbelievable yeah. <laughs> player in that okay. yes yeah, i think
2: uh, Sampoli is a good fit for Argentina Because uh, when he was at Chile Even there if you notice uh, The defenders were not the flashiest of the lot They had a lot more uh, Attractive players up front As opposed to the defence But uh, he still led them to the uh, Copa America victory So I, I Personally I think uh, For Argentina That would be one of the things going for them I think even for this squad uh, defense seems to be the biggest worry. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that way he should be able to help uh, a lot more than I think. I mean, it seems that he would try to uh, get to the actual potential of the national squad. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually read one article where um, uh, Diego Maradona was actually um, slating the choice um, made by, what is his name, Sam Pauly and you were saying that uh, this squad might not even make it past the group stage so uh, will that you know one of the <coughs> excuse me one of the all time greats of the game uh, even before the game world cup started is giving such an you know such an um, such a comment about the manager and the team do you think that might affect the players or, or will that be a motivation for the players to Go out, go out there and prove him wrong.
1: Well, there's uh, one thing we can, uh, I would say, Sao Paulo is that he doesn't really take serious about these sort of uh, statements being made by Maradona. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. he hasn't been in Maradona's favorite list from day one, as far as I'm concerned. You know, when oh. uh, when he was given a, when his name was starting to come up as a potential uh, manager for the national team, Maradona was, you know, saying that you know what's so different between him and and uh, bowser before him. So, yeah. uh, and, and, and frankly speaking, you know, as, as you mentioned, Maradona is one of the all-time graceful, But I think, uh, you know, as a person, you know, since his retirement days, he hasn't really uh, giving everybody the good example that he's supposed to. So, I wouldn't take this, as far as I'm concerned. You know, maybe South Paulo doesn't really want to take this. Uh, statement seriously. I think he's not even interested in responding to them. I think he's firmly Mm -hmm. focusing on his job as a national team coach. Uh, I think that's good enough.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough then. Yes. Uh, But do you think that sort of a comment came from Maradona, um, seeing the squad and seeing the players that were left out?
1: Well, you know, we have to remember, when Maradona was the coach of the national team, even he left out some uh, big names as well. We went to South Africa without players like Zanetti and Cambiasso, who at yeah. that time they were the form of their life with Inter Milan.
0: Yes, they were the so, people of their life, yeah.
1: So, um, how, how, did, you know, I, I, how does someone who has done that sort of mistake, is so relevant, make statements such as, you know, what São Paulo is doing for the national team? So, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't really take this, uh, and I, I'm not really too interested in that. In like, even though it sounds, uh, how do I say, quite sensationalism for the media to talk about it, because it's going to sell them a few more papers, knowing that Maradona's uh, you know uh, status in Argentina society still remains untouchable after all these years, and people will buy into this and read it, read it to them. But, no, uh, I don't think it's something that I'm interested in. Uh, to talk about when it comes to national, Argentine national team
0: football. Yes, me, me personally, I, I just read this article. Just came to my mind. I, said, I just put it up to you guys. I mean, I feel the same thing because uh, uh, for for a player of that stature to say something of yep. that sort uh, before the tournament, first of all, doesn't make sense. Secondly, um, I don't think uh, Sanz and the players care too much about what Maradona says and. Because they must be focused on the game rather than looking at media, social media, and all those places to, you know, go ahead and look for comments like these. So, me personally, yes, I don't think that uh, such a comment was necessary. But even though it was made, now that it was made, we really can't do much about it rather than go out there and play. Uh, and prove it wrong.
2: If I may add to that, I think, uh... Yeah, of course, it is discouraging. And <clears throat> Maradona, of course, is a really good... He's a legend in the game of football as a player, of course. And even as a manager, I think he did a pretty good job with Argentina, if you look at just the loss rate. Uh, but for me, I think not only is that statement discouraging, it's also very ill-informed. Because he also says that the team does not have uh, you know, enough experience and has no leader and has no game plan. And I think sure, sure, sure. anybody who's looking at the squad right now will know that all of that is—I mean, I don't know—it doesn't make sense. Mm. Actually, it doesn't make sense
0: to me. Yeah. Anything from Metaphor Guy? He's been silent for a yeah, while.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Saurav said, if if if, if you still
0: still coping <coughs> up with the loss from last. Night.
3: <laughs> hard to take. Hard to take that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay like uh, I'll get to the point uh, uh, help, so.
0: because, because let me just tell you and, uh, uh shivan this guy the metaphor guy he's actually uh, not so silent I can't even say that not so silent he's he's actually um, yeah, how to put it he's so energetic that he always actually wants to say something or the other everything that I talk on the show.
1: <laughs> I guess sometimes we have our days where, you know, maybe we just uh, uh, refrain from saying something because you know, it hasn't been going so well. But to be honest, uh, I mean, I may, I may touch about the Champions League final. I was hoping for Liverpool to win. Uh,
0: because, yes, same uh, here. Uh, the, manager,
1: the manager of my club, David Wagner and Jürgen Klopp, they're such so, so best buddies. So, yeah, you know, I was hoping
0: that Klopp would have <laughs> uh, okay. I was we rooting for Liverpool as well. Uh, unfortunately, uh, well, it happened, happened. Now can't take it back anyway. So yeah, You okay. have to move on. Okay.
3: So I uh, yep, I like like uh, I like to come back to the point. So, like, surveys mentioned yeah. there, uh, Maradona <coughs> statement totally. I think that that's totally demoralizing. If if you if you look at it from one end. But I think the players won't uh, won't take it into their hearts or even their minds, I guess, because Maradona ha- has had a history of saying things like this before uh, before anything good. Because and to be honest, uh, he said that he, he was slating the experience of the squad. But but if you look at the squad, you could see uh, Javier Mascherano, Leo Messi, Gonzalo Higuain. Then you have Nicolas Otamendi, Fazio, Angel Di Maria, Lucas Biglia, Ever These guys, all, all these guys, have vast experience, even in the big leagues in Europe as well. So they have the experience, and they played in the biggest stage of them all. So they 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 literally played. I think they play. They all played in the uh, World Cup last last time out as well. So to be honest, this is just poor from Maradona and. The media, you know, to, to the, to today's media is, it's, it's just rubbish. They they just write out rubbish yeah, they, they're just looking
0: for the negative side of yep, things yep. so that they get more hits. Yep, yep.
3: Clickbaits, you know, clickbait stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right.
1: And, um, I mean, since you were mentioning about the media, I mean, especially in Argentina, there is still mm-hmm. a tendency of being, uh, you know, the anti-Messi movement among some of the journalists in Argentina, who still oh, that, seems to, you know, something. still, yeah, who still seems to, you know, like to slake him because of the fact that, you know, he grew up playing his football overseas and then he never played for any of the big clubs in Argentina, you know, so, they always tend to look at these little, little things of trying to slake him or he doesn't sing the national anthem, but as compared to Maradona, you know, he, he stayed, he, were, he played his football in Buenos Aires, he came to the slums, to become one of the greatest of all time so yeah they're always these things still exist despite of uh, Messi is doing so much for the national team over the last
0: few years yeah they're actually slating Messi uh, for no reason I mean there might be their own personal reasons but you know what he's done for the national team over the um, over his career maybe last 10 years 10-12 years is amazing I mean it's sad that they didn't win anything when Messi was playing but things that he has done for the national team is is tremendous. You really can't take that away from him. Okay, now that we spoke about Messi, (coughs) excuse me. Um, Now that we spoke about about Messi, what do you guys think uh, about the squad without Messi and with Messi? So, let's go with, uh, let's start with Absinthe with Messi and then we go to without Messi. The impact that Lionel Messi has on the squad, on not just the World Cup squad, overall, the Argentina team. Go ahead. (laughs) What
1: Uh, what uh,
2: impact does
3: Lionel Messi have on that particular Argentina team?
2: Uh, I will let the other guys, you
3: know, uh, say something. I'll let Savish go first.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I think uh, Messi has been super influential in the Argentinian squad. I'm sure there was uh, a particular era of time when the team was built around him as opposed to him fitting the system. Uh, So with him, obviously, I think uh, for me personally, uh, Messi is uh, probably the most complete player I've seen because he can, I think the only thing he can't do is goalkeeping, but we haven't seen that yet. So... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I
0: should actually stick to what he's doing because <laughs> he's very good in what he's he yep.
2: doing. Okay, exactly. But I'm saying that he is true across depart- he is good across uh, departments as well. Uh, so I think... So, yep. I, yeah, I think uh, him in this squad is going to be a massive addition because uh, he's commanding as a forward. He's not just uh, excellent in his position. He's able to influence the people around him as well. Uh, we have seen mm-hmm. that. So many times in Barcelona where he can pull up the uh, morale and he can control the style of play of uh, people who are playing with him on field as well. So that way I think he'll be a huge addition. Uh, I don't know how much he can influence the defence or the play style or the formation because I think that will have to be uh, uh, at the disposal of uh, Sampaoli. But I'm sure he'll bring in a lot more than just uh, football quality to the squad. With
0: his uh, experience and his mindset, yeah. Okay, Mr. Metaphor.
3: Let's get the loss behind. And let's talk about Argentina. Come on, go ahead. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Messi. Yep, yep. This is this is my favorite part here because uh, personally, I, for me, I I like Messi a lot because the question is who doesn't because he's an outstanding player to watch. I think he's. Feet speaks beauty, it's an art. So obviously people will like him and and to be honest, he's been the best in the world for a long, long, long time. Sorry Cristiano, sorry, I'm very sorry, but <laughs> no no one goes no <laughs> one goes above Messi. No one. I think he's so talented, naturally gifted, he has everything. So personally, Messi is the best player for me in the world. And you you, you, you could take Argentina's example and when Messi hasn't played they looked shaky. They looked uh, trembling, and usually, they, they they lack the leader figure, I guess. And and you saw in that six-one loss recently, I think against Spain, that that was that was embarrassing. Yeah. That was embarrassing, you know. But but you have to take such losses. You have to learn from those losses. But you didn't have Messi. Uh, Argentina didn't have Messi in the game, so they, they, they felt the difference. Yeah, it's. it's yeah, it's
0: it's funny how people actually slate him, and uh, when you look at the scores or the results that Argentina have had uh, without him in their team, yep. you know, yes, yep. people are saying that Messi hasn't done much for the team. But when Messi is there, they actually forget all the things that he he brings with him exactly, pitch, exactly, know, not just the wins, yep, and the goals and all those just that presence on the pitch, Just Messi's presence on the pitch actually. Yep. Somehow, I don't know, just lifts the players. Uh,
3: uh, so okay,
0: Losing the final is totally different because that has a lot of pressure and yep. other factors added to it. But what Messi brings onto the pitch if you ask me, is something, you know, we can't actually take away from him and people actually slate him for uh, you know, not winning stuff.
2: If, if you, I may mean chip in, I think okay. uh, the slating comes in because uh, uh, people tend to expect a lot from him. There are a lot of expectations that probably weigh him down as we've seen in the uh, past. In If you look at the time period between 2008 till about 2015, uh, most of his performances were a direct result of how much people expected out of him being the star player.
0: Mm. Even if you look at that uh, World Cup, last World Cup, um, although they lost the final, I think it was Messi who actually took them to the final yes yes it yes. was he was given the best player even though they lost uh, I mean I don't remember um, a player being gifted the best player in the last maybe two or three World Cups that I've seen at least in the last two or three you can correct me if I'm wrong but I don't yep, collecting anyone the, being the, gifted.
3: I think Diego Forland got one in the 2010 World Cup Diego Forland
0: Forland was it yep no for, that was the Right. He got and the foremost goals I
3: think. Golden ball, nah, right? I think he got the golden ball for Lion. Like,
0: I'm not I'm not sure. Anyway. Anyway, that that was just yeah.
2: great. Anyway, about Messi, yeah, I think that's that's one of the things. The fact that uh he, he is being slated because he's not meeting the expectations of the people who who shouldn't ideally be pressurizing a star player so much just before a major tournament. And I think uh, after the Copa final loss, he should be in a better position to handle all of those expectations that weighed him down. Um, because we saw that turnaround that happened when he announced his ret- retirement back then, when there was, I think, there was a crowd campaign asking him to come back and uh, not quit yet. So I think this time around, everybody is uh, a lot better prepared uh, with, you know, Messi as the focus.
3: Yeah, if if you look if you look at his uh, style of play a few years back. He'd he'd get in a lot of goals, but recently he's he's changed his style as well. He's been getting more into the midfield. He's been contributing to the build-up play. And he's had more things to do than just scoring goals. So, if people expect him to just score goals, you won't get that from Messi anymore. He he just contributes a lot more into the game than you actually think. So, you can't just expect goals from him.
0: And another funny thing actually is, people say that... uh comes along with the slating that uh, uh, Messi is not uh, doing enough to take the team um, to where they actually should be. And they, they argue the case with the um, finals of the World Cup and the Copa America. But um, over the last uh, maybe two years, when they were actually doing all the World Cup qualifiers, uh, I was looking at the stat and I actually saw that for 11 months, not a single player other than Messi scored for the national team. Eleven mm-hmm. months. Yep, yep. Eleven months. <laughs> <mad. laughs> <laughs> and that forward line has DiBala. you have Higuain, you have Aguero, you have um Di maria All those people and then mm-hmm. it's just Matthew scoring, not no one else is scoring for the team. I mean, come on. You have to give some credit it's to the guy. He's yeah. doing some
1: To be honest, it's a pretty depressing stat when you think about it, as you mentioned, you know, when you have the luxury of having so many uh, talented attacking players. But then again, it still comes down to Messi, who is the only player who seems to be scoring the goals. But at the same time, I think it's also the beauty of what makes Messi one of the greatest players of all time, is that he's like the most shiniest star among all the stars that you can find in that team. yeah. But and the, yes, it is also a bit of concern because what if in the World Cup, if he gets shut down, you know, and yeah. then the rest of the players unable to you know lift their game because he's not able to do something for them. Uh, this yeah. reminds me of uh, when when threshold many years said that the difference mm. between what Maradona and Messi is that Maradona had Pucca Messi had going because when, when it really mattered. <laughs> Kuruchaga stepped it up and scored that very important goal against Germany in 86. If he yeah. had missed, that probably, you know, who God knows what the outcome of that final would have been. But else, you know, again, Tiguain, on his face, he could be one of the best number nine in the world, score goal, goals for yeah. you. But then when it comes to the most important crucial games, it just seems to have a negative point to sing when it really, really matters. So, yeah, it's,
2: I, it's a I, depressing I, set,
1: so... as I mentioned. But it's also the beauty yeah. thing is that what Messi does on
0: the field for the national team when he plays? Yeah, because uh, like you said, if Messi is shut down by the other, the, by the opponents, um, I'm pretty sure that Messi still will create chances. That's the beauty that you were talking about. I mean, what he brings to the field. If he's not scoring goals, he's pretty much always there as part of the attack. He makes sure he creates the chances and he does all these stuff off the ball as well. So, you know. And it's actually depressing when you see uh, such a stat, which which has that kind of a a tagline in their disposal, you know. Mm. Let's talk about now a few injuries, the team and the few omissions that uh, somebody has done. To start off, let's go with uh, Mauro Icardi. He's had one of the best seasons of his career, probably the best one he scored 29 league goals. I think that's just uh, behind Messi and Salah. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone else has scored 30 goals this uh, league campaign.
3: But is there anyone else? Tiro Immobile has it, I guess. Who? Tiro Immobile has it. Immobile, I don't think he has 29. Okay, 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 okay i think he the last
0: time i saw it was 26 so i don't think in two games he scored four the last two games i don't think he scored
3: oh, okay, four. okay 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 uh, talking talking about yeah. Uh, uh, that commission, yeah uh, talking talking about Ika, icardi i think yep like like you said he's had a, he's had a fantastic season and Inter have magnificently qualified for the champions league in, in the in the last game they beat lazio uh, 3 2 or two, 2 1 i guess yep 2 1 and they have qualified for the champions league as well and and for me i think it's a it's it's, it's a huge surprise uh, leaving out Icardi. and uh, if you see if you look at the forward line you have messi Iguain, dibala uh, and pavon aguero. i think pavon aguero and pavon oh. pavon yeah pavon yeah and uh, i i did search for pavon because uh, i i wasn't aware of I, I wasn't i i didn't know he's that good. He's, young, he's yep yep i good. didn't know that we had uh there, there was a player named pavon so i just googled and i just searched so i found some interesting facts as well about him he's been he he also is a wonderful player very good dynamic young player as well so but, uh, thinking about uh, and but when you look at that as well i think uh, it's it's quite okay to leave out Icardi because you have DiBala, you have Aguero, you have Messi, and you have Uguain as well. You have four four forwards, and I think four forwards are more than enough to do the job. Yeah,
0: four forwards are more than enough to do, to the, uh, do to the job if they actually score. Yeah. Know? Like we discussed earlier, if Messi is shut down, it's up to these guys to actually try and create something or maybe go for the kill. But yeah. in the past, we know that if Messi is not there, pretty much similar to what Barcelona if is. Messi is not there the, you know they don't go forward enough they don't score enough they don't create enough It's pretty much the same with the Argentina as well um, that's what I feel I mean.
2: honestly I think Barcelona is a lot better without Messi than Argentina would ever be uh, the thing about Messi is either he is scoring goals or he is helping score goals as long as he's on he's on the field he's either pulling away defenders trying to create space or he's trying to uh, help with the build-up play. Even if he gets completely shut down, uh, if he's marked by two people even, I think he will still... He, I think it, it's uh, kind of pointless to put your best defender uh, out to mark Messi because then he will just drag him outside of your entire defense lineup yeah. and he score a lot more goals. I think that's how he thinks. Uh, but omission of Vicardi does not come as a, as a surprise entirely. I mean, of course, the only reason surprised me was because he's having uh, the time of his life mm-hmm. but having said that he does not have international experience if you go back and look at uh, how many matches he's played for the Argentinian team he hasn't at all actually uh, he was excluded for the previous World Cup he was excluded for Copa America uh, he didn't play the Olympics mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean I'm not saying it's a spot but in the past he just does not have any international experience at all so it'll be a bit of a gamble if you include him in the squad yeah, that's. I think, I think when it comes that. to Icardi, mm-hmm.
1: I think when it comes to more yeah, yeah. Icardi, uh, I mean, when you not tonight, when it comes to his goal scoring ability, I mean, he's a tremendous goal scorer. But perhaps uh, it's more on his personality of how he gets. I mean, again, we we it's not about you know the 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 whole team is against him because of his uh, relationship uh, with uh, Maxi Lopez in the past. But I think at the end of the day, even on his own itself, his healthy as an individual itself, may not be a good factor in the dressing room. Sometimes in order to create a winning team, you need to have a great atmosphere in the dressing room. Yeah. So I suppose, you know, some Pauli may have thought about that aspect as well. And decided that maybe is just not ready yet for the national team.
0: But, but don't you think that uh, if someone is having the form of his life, his or her life, whatever, um. They should be part of the an event such as big as the World Cup because okay, you can there's this saying that the reform is temporary class is permanent, but uh, the way that Itari has been playing this whole season and maybe towards the end of last season, I guess, he's actually been scoring goals. So Argentina is actually lacking goals in their department. If you look at this it's like we said earlier, Messi was the one scoring for them. So wouldn't it have been good if they actually had a goal scorer who's playing at the top level or at just the former of life? Wouldn't that have been a good inclusion in the squad?
2: Uh, I think uh, I would like to point out just one small thing in the squad, which is, of course, Messi had to be picked. I mean, there is no squad. If you omit Messi, but you, can't, you can't. Yeah. yeah, but if you look at the other forwards, uh, if you look at uh, Higuain and uh, uh, Tebala Uh, They're both from Juventus, which means they do have, like, a preset chemistry that comes with them. And Mm -hmm. if you think about, would I pick a front three that has already played together? Or uh, would I I pick uh, someone who just, who who I know can score goals as an individual, but I don't know if he can score goals when he's taken out of his comfort zone. I don't know how much he'll contribute out of it. You know, if you take him out of international, do you think any other squad, how well do you think he'll fit in? It is what I would ask. Uh, even otherwise, if you look at it, uh, I think uh, uh, the Argentinian squad has tried to pick as many people as possible from similar uh, teams, uh, from possibly the same team or from uh, you know teams that work closely with each other, especially in areas that matters. Mm-hmm. So that way, I think it makes sense to pick both Higuain and DiBala. Uh, instead of just picking, instead of making space for uh, uh, Icardi, I mean, then you would have to swap out either uh, Messi or Aguero, which I, I don't think anybody anybody would want to do.
0: Hmm. But um, yeah, it's a fair enough assessment as well. But yeah, and and a good point to argue as well. But I mean, if you ask Icardi or his agents, his teammates, maybe. Maybe they might have a different opinion, because he's the one who's scoring for it. Anyway, and what about Sergio Romero? Just he got, he's, he was part of the team, but he got injured and it? it seems like he's out with a knee injury. So, will that be a problem or will it be a blessing in disguise for the second keeper? Or the third keeper, as a matter of fact, right. because the second one is Caballero. He's the one who actually let in six, those six goals that were, um, against Spain. So, yeah. So, what does Sergio Romero's uh, injury and being left out, being have, have to be left out now?
3: Can't,
0: yeah. can't play. So, what does that have? Any, how does that have an impact on uh, the team? Well, as well? Uh, well, the thing is about Sergio Romero, of course, you
1: know, he doesn't play regular football at club level. But yes. you know, when it comes to that, yeah. you know, he seems to step it up when it matters. Uh, you know, of course we'll never forget he's heroic in the last World Cup in the penalty shootout against the Netherlands. Uh, he he's it up big time. And I was hoping that if let's say if against Germany in the final, if we went through uh, a penalty shootout, he would probably really would have done it again. Because, you know, uh, when it comes to this when it comes to his country's call, he he's up up to the mark at a club football level, he doesn't has, hasn't been playing as much as he's supposed to when you're your national team's number one goalkeeper. Um, hmm. But uh, what about I think Armani? in terms I of can... yeah, I mean I'm a little skeptical actually, yeah. but I think you know he's uh, injury could be a, as you say it is a blessing in disguise because uh, I've been watching Franco Armani for some time and I think that you know he's probably one of the best uh, Argentine players that has yet. To be discovered in Argentina because for a long time he's mm. playing club football in Colombia, and he was very successful with Atlético Nacional, for the Copa Libertadores with them, and yeah. you know he was almost this close of take, uh, taking a call for the Colombian national team. Uh, Patrimon was in touch with him because he uh, he has played for in Colombia for more than five years. He's actually married to a Colombian wife, and he, he's pretty much well qualified to take up a citizenship in the country. But, you know, Mm -hmm. for some reason, you know, when River Plate came knocking on his door, when they needed a goalkeeper, that changed his heart because he knew that with River Plate, if he does well with them, you know, his chance of playing with Argentina is just a few steps away. And I think that he has proven that in the Argentine League this season. uh, Of course, you know, there are some things that Carbolero could be number one now. But I think Mm. Pauli is looking at Armani as a good choice. Replace Romero, and if
3: that happens, I think we're going to look at one outstanding goalkeeper at the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, uh, I I I watched Caballero a few times this season for Chelsea as well. Uh, Chelsea started Caballero in quite a few cup cup games. So, and to be honest, I've not been very much impressed with Caballero because he's letting very soft goals, a few soft goals this season. You could you could take a, for instance you could uh, take the Spurs game, Spurs league game as an example, that that Ericsson goal from outside the box okay that, that was a fantastic goal but I think the keeper should have had it covered easily. He he, he didn't even make a jump to uh, even you know, sa- save the goal. He just he just watched it going in. So uh, if if you, if you had if you had watched. Caballero in action this season, I think you wouldn't have been impressed at all, so I don't think uh, mm. Caballero would be the perfect option for Argentina as a number one keeper in the World Cup. And judging by Yeah, and judging by what... And judging by what Shivan said, uh, I think uh, I'd also go with Armani about Caballero. And, um, okay. Let's let's not uh, forget one more important
1: point, because... Thanks to Caballero, Huddersfield Town is actually playing in the Premier League next season.
3: <laughs> 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 exactly, exactly. Uh,
0: okay, now the last player that we might we have to discuss is Eric Lamela, Tottenham Hospital. Um, Chiman, which club fan are you? Tottenham? Uh, no, I missed H- H- it. the beginning, I missed, I forgot. Uh, you didn't say Tottenham, did you? Huddersfield um, Town. Hardensfield. Hardensfield. That's a yeah. good Huddersfield, I like Huddersfield, yeah. Alright, so Eric Lanella, um, do you think he missed out or was it because of his, you know, uh, was it deserved for him, the place in the World Cup sport, or do you think that it was the right decision by some point? Well, the
1: thing is about Eric Lanella, I mean, he, I, I know he's, uh, I know he's been doing pretty well for Spurs, but I think he hasn't been, Insert himself in the Spurs team under Mauricio Pochettino. You know, he has been in and out injuries as well. So I don't think you know, even though when he made a return, you know, there was a strong possibility of him getting called up. But I just didn't see him as uh, one of the twenty three guys that will go to the World Cup. I just didn't mm. um, fancy his chances at all. But if there's one guiding on commission in this Argentina team in which we have mentioned, you know, the defence is, is the weakest point. Is physic Brodari. Okay. I think you know Argentina would do will be a much better situation if they can have a, a player like garek in that defense alongside with yeah. Fazio and uh, Otamendi. because currently right now yes. the strongest pairing in center back is is, is and Otamendi. and if one of them gets injured, I think it's I think could cause trouble for Argentina.
0: Yeah, it might cause a big trouble for them. Yes, you're right there. Okay, so moving on to the last part, guys. Right? We're almost up down. Um, uh, let's go with your l- lineup and your uh, formation. So, based on You can tell your formation and based on that formation, you can provide a lineup for us. I
2: that I think uh, one of the things that I read about the formation now that you mention it is that uh, there are a lot of really, really awkward formations that are in the consideration for uh, yeah. the Argentinian squad. I think <laughs> one of the things that I saw recently was... Uh, was 2-3-3-2 two, three, three, two being thrown around. That yep,
3: is yep I, something. Saw that yeah. well. I saw that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <Ha>. yeah. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. So it's it's, yeah, it's, was, a, it's very hard to predict the formations, I guess. Or you, okay, then go ahead with the starting line-up that you want to see
0: Argentina play. Or maybe somehow play. Let's put uh, the starting line-up. Let's not go to the formation. let okay, go to the starting line um, For me, uh, okay. I will take everyone's count Uh Let's go first. Uh, okay. Should I go first? Yep,
1: yep. Okay, go. Okay. I think I'll go with 3 four three three or a four three one two. Um definitely Nico will be at left back. Um yep. will be at right back because Picardo, you know, I don't I'm not sure whether he'll be hundred percent fit for the World Cup, he's still recovering. Um yes. of course at the back I would put Otomani and Fazio because that's a strong partnership there. In yeah, defensive midfielder, um, at the moment, right now, I think, you know, of course, you know, he uh, he, he hasn't been at his best lately, but considering the fact that even Lucas Biglia is still in the recovery process, so I think Montarano will start in defensive midfielder.
0: Um, uh-huh. but yeah. I will
1: say, you know, in the midfield, in terms of the attacking wise, I think I will put uh, Manuel Lanzini and Doselso with uh, uh, probably Di Maria in one of the, in the forward, in one of the forward wings, alongside
0: no, with, the uh, yes, 4 4-3-3. yeah. So you have so Ma- Marcherano, Celso, and Biglia, right?
1: Uh, Marciarano, Roselso, and Lanzini in the fielder.
0: Lanzini, yeah. So you have, you got three more.
1: Yeah. So basically, I would put, uh, Ando Di Maria on the right, Messi on the left, okay. and Guero in the center forward.
0: Okay. Okay, so that's, uh, who was your goalkeeper? I missed out. Armani, right? No. Goalkeeper, i would stick with
1: Armani.
0: Armani, yeah. So, Armani, um, Otamendi, Fazio, uh, Tagliafico, and uh, who was the left left back for you? Uh, Tagliafico will be on the left. Right back will be
1: Ansaldi.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Ansaldi, yeah. Okay. And midfield, you're going with, um... Lanzini, Lo Celso, and Mascherano. Yes. And Messi on the left, uh, Di Maria on the right, and he going to not he going Agüero, right? Yes, Agüero. Agüero as number nine. Okay, good lineup there. And let's go with um, sorry, just lineup now.
2: I would uh, I would pick uh, Caballero in the in the uh, goalkeeping front. Yes, uh, Willie Caballero will be goalkeeper. I uh, would okay. pick him over Fra- Frank Kormani because of two reasons. One, uh, I would be a lot more conservative, probably save Frank Kormani if they get through to the uh, three quarters. Uh, second yep. of all, Caballero—if it pays off, it pays off. He's been in good form uh, off late, and he's had a very recent call back to the international squad, so he might want to push as much as he can. And uh, for him as well, I think it's the last World Cup. It's definitely the last World Cup for him. So yeah, play him uh, and the goalkeeper uh, as the goalkeeper for the first few matches. Uh, defenders would be tricky. I think um, Marciano definitely uh, makes it in as a centre back. Brings in a lot of experience as well. Is a bit commanding. Um, probably go with uh, um, Otamendi as well in the centre back. Um, I don't know if I'm being audible. Am I being
0: audible? Yes, yes, yes. Go
2: ahead, go ahead. Alright, alright. Um, forward uh, lineup. up uh, yeah, I'd go with the same as... Uh, uh, Shivan. I'd put um, Messi on the left, uh, Di Maria on the right, and uh, Higuain uh, going up front. Oh, sorry, uh, Sergio Aguero going up front. Or Higuain, I don't know. Either way it works with me. Um, Okay. Midfield would be a, a very tricky um, option. I would want to pick mm-hmm. Pavon, who
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, uh, <laughs> can play uh, an ad- attacking midfield. What?
0: I think. Wh- whom do you pick? I didn't get that.
2: I pick for an attacking midfielding option.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: and... Probably. Uh, I- I'm not sure. Then that means I, I don't have space for Lanzini. Oh, this is <laughs> tricky. <laughs>
0: so you got two uh, players left, right? Oh, yeah.
2: Three, three, three. I had three players left, I think. Or, yeah, two players left. Uh, I don't know. Biglia probably. Okay.
0: Uh,
3: can't you, mm-hmm. I can't hear you, Sarvesh. Can't hear you, Sarvesh. can't. I can't hear you. Yeah.
2: I said I'll pick uh, Pavon as the attacking midfielder and uh, Lucas Biglia to support him. Okay. And uh, I'm not really sure about who I'll play on the left and right. Oh, okay. Left.
0: <laughs> okay. But you gotta give us one. You have to give two players more.
2: <laughs> I have no. Uh, probably. Uh, I don't know how. See when you mind for the It'll be the interchange. Uh, yeah, Salvio. Please. Yes, Salvio. I'd pick, pick uh, Eduardo Salvio. On the right. Yeah, that will be, uh, be a good addition, actually, Salvio. Mm,
0: yeah. So give us your final uh, squad. So you start with Caballero and then. Yeah. Go
2: ahead. i start with, okay, the front three would be uh, Messi on the left, uh, yeah. Di Maria on the right, and mm-hmm. uh, either Higuain or Aguero, it doesn't really matter Okay um, uh, Goalkeeper, yes, Cabero uh, mm-hmm. Midfielders, I think I'll pick, um, I'll go with four midfielders Okay mm, on the right, I'll play uh, Salvio.
0: Yeah.
2: In the middle, I'll be playing uh, Pavon and uh, Biglia. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know who I'll play on the left. I have no idea. I think I'll probably go with uh, someone like uh, Lanzini, maybe. Okay. okay. Or Horst. So, I mean, Celso seems a little more versatile than uh, Lanzini. So, yeah. Um, okay. Back three. Okay. Would, okay. Back three would be Ottomendi, um, Mascherano because of the experience, honestly only because of the experience, and uh, mm-hmm. probably
0: Fazio, yeah. Fazio, okay. So, the last squad by the metaphor guy. Yep. Uh, Go ahead, metaphor guy. My plan. Uh, to leave out Messi, are you?
3: <laughs> no, 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 no way. So, my, my goalkeeper would be Franco Armani, since I'm not convinced with Caballero. Uh, so Armani as my goalkeeper, and I'd go with a four-four-two as well, uh, a midfield diamond. So yep. uh, in my backline, I'd have uh, considering every every everyone is fully fit. Considering everyone is fully fit, I'd go with uh, Mercado, Fazio, Ottamendi, and Rojo. I'd go with these four because uh, Sampoli usually tends to play a high line. So. I uh, I think Otamendi is quite quite pacey I guess quite pacey in tracking and I think he would do quite well to track back so that would be my back four uh, and in my midfield I I I put uh, Lucas Biglia to to be uh, to be my deep lying midfielder and on on mm-hmm. the on both the on both the sides I would like to put uh, Di Maria and. Um uh, Di Maria and Salvio. I'd put Di Maria and Salvio and uh, as my attacking midfielder in, in the diamond, I'd put Lanzini. He's he's been excellent. Mm-hmm. So he's an excellent player. So I'd like to put Lanzini and the uh, attacking midfield role in the diamond. And my forward line would be Messi and Aguero. Okay. So can you go through that again? The yep. final lineup. Yep the final lineup: uh, Franco Armani in goal and in my uh, the four man defense I'd go with Mercado as my right back Fazio Otamendi the center back pairing Marcos Rojo as left back and in the midfield four uh, I'd like to I like to see Argentina employing a diamond formation so look Lu- Lucas Bidlia sitting deep and on the sides I'd like to see Di Maria and uh, Eduardo Salvio with Lanzini uh, sitting at the top of the diamond, I mean the attacking midfield role, and my forwards would be the two forwards for, for me would be Leo Messi and Kun Aguero. So this is my lineup for Argentina.
0: Okay, all three lineups are good with different formations. Yep. Hopefully, we see one of those formations employed by Sampoli.
3: Yep. I I, I guess I, one I, of those formations which he employs goes on fire in the tournament. I, I guess he doesn't employ that 2-3 thing, because... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 there's no chance. He's doing a 2-3.
0: Okay. okay he picks uh, three, four, two. 3 4
2: 3 sorry.
0: Mm. It would be interesting, all the three. It's interesting that um, all the three of you gave different formations, and um, they, there was a mix of different players in all the three uh, formations that he picked. So, Hopefully we get to see one of those employed by some uh in the coming days. All right. So the last one here, guys. Give me your predictions as to how far Argentina would go in the tournament, and um, your top four. Top four in the sense the semi-finalists that you think uh, the twenty eighteen World Cup would see. If it, if there is no Argentina over there, obviously.
2: Sure.
0: Okay. So.
2: Okay. I. I uh, can I go first. Yep. Yes, Yes, I think my top four would be uh, France, Belgium, Germany, and um, France, Belgium, Germany, and yeah, I'd put Argentina in there, yeah, probably till the semis. Okay, so you're saying Argentina?
0: And and your uh, prediction for Argentina, how how far will they grow?
2: I think they should, I mean, I, I hope they go to the semis. Realistically, I think Spain would upset that and go to the semis instead. And Argentina would get knocked out in the three quarters. But mm-hmm. yeah,
0: okay. So, Shivan, you want to go next?
1: Yeah, sure. Okay. okay. Um, how far I think Argentina will make, make it to the World Cup? I think the furthest I can think of is the quarterfinal. Uh, okay. As mentioned, you know, Spain is waiting there for that, so I think that's going to be too much to ask. Uh, I would predict the yeah. semi final lineup will be Spain, uh, probably Germany, Brazil, and France. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's possible, okay. but I'm, this, is my, yeah,
0: this okay. will be my top four team in Russia. Oh, okay. Spain, yeah. Germany, Brazil and? France. France, right? Okay, and Argentina to reach the quarters. Okay. Maximum to the quarters, okay. Last one, last one from there. guy, your prediction.
3: Okay, um, I'd go with uh, France, Germany, Brazil and Argentina, same.
0: Okay, so, and how far do you think Argentina will go? I
3: uh, you know, I I am usually a, a believer of fairy tale stories so I guess we'd see Argentina Brazil final hopefully.
0: Oh, Argentina Brazil final. Yep. okay. Yep. Okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. You know, Shivan and Savish he actually gave a similar fairy tale story <laughs> for uh, for uh, regarding the Champions League final. He actually wanted okay. to play and love to score. In the final minutes, and Liverpool win. He,
3: he actually got an assist. Well, he got an assist, yes. Yeah, we, we had a similar goal. Uh, well, I, well,
1: I guess when it come, well, I guess when it comes to football, you know, I want to be old enough one day to tell our children we've seen these fairy tales. So, yes, uh, well, I'm a dreamer of seeing, uh, hoping something amazing is going to happen in the World Cup, maybe with, with Argentina. Yeah. So, we'll never know. Yeah. yeah, yes. yeah
2: and yeah. hopefully the
0: best team wins. Yeah, rather than, yep. and I do, I really do hope that the, and that's another thing actually, it's a topic for another day, no referees, no English referees are there as part of the World <laughs> Cup referee team, so I do hope the refereeing standard is, you know, at the top, very top.
3: Spanish, are, Spanish reps aren't good either, so it's it's particularly the battle mm. between the Spanish reps and the English reps nowadays.
0: Yeah, because I, I, I actually hope that uh, uh, it's not a refereeing decision that Leads to a World Cup victory. You
3: know? We'll see VAR, right? We'll see VAR employed in the World Cup. Mm. There are yeah. no English referees
2: actually at the World Cup this uh, this time round.
3: No, no. No, I I, no, I did
0: read that there are no English referees in the World Cup. Yeah, there's
2: no that's, uh, that's English referees in the World Cup
0: actually. Yeah, okay. So that sums it up for tonight. And thank you guys. Let's have uh, a big round of applause for our guests, um, Sarvish, Shivan, and the metaphor right? guy. You can find them on Twitter, uh, do you guys, you guys want to uh, get your Twitter Twitter account going yourself? I mean you want to introduce your Twitter account yourself or you want me to do it for you? And you can sign off like that.
1: Um, okay, I'll go first then.
2: Yeah, uh, probably no that me would be
1: Okay, guys, you guys want to find me on Twitter. Basically, it's uh, at Stephen John underscore. Uh, in fact, I think if you search Steven John, you'll probably will find I'm the only guy on Twitter.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Sarvesh, go ahead.
2: Uh, N would be at Sarvesh CK. Uh, I mean, there is. I think there is one more Twitter account going by a similar name. Uh, I think for Sarvesh. There's one for CK Sarvesh and there's one for Sarvesh911, but they won't have any tweets. They were prank Twitter IDs by my friends, but whatever. Mine would be uh, at Sarvesh CK, Yeah.
0: Okay. And yep. the other one, I think all our listeners do know, it's at the metaphor guy. Yep. Yep. And I am <laughs> at Catalyst Shankar. You can find me on Twitter at Catalyst Shankar. All right. So it was a pleasure talking to all of you guys. And thank you for all the insights that you've given and hopefully we look forward to a good world
3: cup in the coming weeks an amazing world cup i guess
1: yeah, it'll be a, it'll be an interesting summer to look forward to i,
3: I would say yes uh,
0: yeah, certainly, yes. certainly, certainly. Yes. all right thank you guys thank you for all right thank you time. so much
2: yeah it was a pleasure yeah, yeah pleasure. absolutely pleasure. Yes. Yeah.